Welcome to the podcast, Pastor JDO3, and I'm Johnny Ogletree III, and we're excited about today's podcast. Uh, this past week, we talked about money. Yes, we talked about money. Eugene Mitchell's book, Closing the Wealth Gap, led our discussion. Let's join the discussion for today's podcast. I do think that this will be uh, a good discussion, and I want to have this dialogue with you uh, because we're starting off the the new year, uh, and one of the things that we need to do is to talk more about money. Yep, we're going to talk about some money today, uh, and wanted to bring to your attention uh, some things that I have uh, recently read in a book uh, by uh, Eugene Mitchell is called Closing the Racial Wealth Gap. Uh, and I think it's gonna be pretty cool for us to talk about. So I'm gonna read this statement and then if you have a response to it, please uh, chime in. If not, I'm gonna read this statement and I'll just kind of talk about it a little bit. It says, look, be a wealth builder, be disciplined be a good steward and being a good steward uh, is yes about managing your money but it's also about taking care of your assets right uh, if you're not taking care of that car when you get ready to go sell it we were uh, selling a car um, uh, a while back and it was like hey you know this car needs to be cleaned out it's, it's got stuff in the seat it's the you haven't vacuumed the floorboards you know in the floors and, and clean the floorboards the runners are dirty so when someone comes to look at this car they're going to think oh this car has not been well taken care of it has not been well maintained right and so because it's not been well maintained as opposed to giving you the fifteen hundred dollars you're asking for this car i'm going to offer you eight hundred dollars because i'm assuming based upon the appearance of the car that there are going to be some other things wrong with the car that I cannot see or that I cannot hear. You see what I'm saying? And so we lose out on a lot of the value, all the things that could build wealth by the way we steward and maintain and manage the things that we already have that are assets that should be a blessing that helps us build something. Then the other thing is just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Look, you move at your own pace. Uh, some of us, and I keep using this book idea because I've heard a couple of people talk about uh, writing books, even though right now you don't even have to print a book. You can actually have an e-book uh, and, and have it online, or you could even do an audio book. There are lots of ways that you can skin this proverbial cat, but it's reality. There's some money that you have had come through your hands. And if you had managed it better, you could have already published that book. If you look back at it. And then there are times where you were disciplined. You say, oh, I'm gonna save my money. I'm gonna put aside 2% of my money every month. And then at the end of this year, I'll have the $3,000 that's needed to publish the book that I believe is gonna change people's lives. And then you get to the end of the year, uh, and it's October and you're two months away, and then everybody says, hey man, we're gonna go to uh, Bermuda. We're gonna go to Vegas. We're gonna go to Chicago. You know, Chicago. Uh, well, come on, come ride with us. 
nah, I don't have any money. Like, yeah, you got some money, get your money together. Then you end up dipping into your wealth, right? Then you end up spending that wealth on entertainment. And then when you come back at the end of the year, you don't have enough to be able to do what you need to do. So now you've delayed what you believe is going to be the thing that creates the wealth and establishes and positions your family for the future. So we need to be wealth builders. All right, so the last thing is, look, um, how do you define wealth? Uh, so he says, look, wealth is the difference between your financial assets, and then he lists this savings, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate, holdings, and uh, money retirement. Those are the things that are assets. And then he says, then you have your liabilities, your mortgages, uh, and your loans, and your debts. So he categorizes those things all together. So basically, it goes back to the same thing I started off with at the beginning. You look at the things that are assets, the things that bring in money, right? And then these other things, liabilities, also you could say these are your responsibilities. They are liabilities, but they are responsibilities. What are you responsible for? Now, if you, again, if you make a million dollars, but you're responsible for a million and five, you're going to be short. So a part of how you structure yourself and position yourself is not to have more liabilities than assets. Now, that's not uh, to say that you don't buy a $200,000 house or a $150,000 house because you don't have $150,000 or $200,000. That's not what we're looking at. We're looking at the actual payment itself. Can you actually manage this with the income that you have so that you're not just paying on this for the next two years and then unable to resume, to continue, but you're able to uh, to continue making these payments for the duration so that you actually end up owning the home uh, and not just having a time where you were able to afford to live in the home. You want to actually own the home. And so that means that you need to be structuring your finances to where you can pay off the debt quicker. Uh, so that you can get the better interest rate, uh, so that you can have a lower payment, so that you can accelerate those payments, so that you can position yourself to actually own that asset, uh, and uh, so that you can make sure that you can uh, leverage properly uh, the things that you have that are supposed to be a blessing to you. And that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? But if you're not doing that, you're going to continue to struggle, right? So this year, what I want to do, I don't encourage you, uh, and we talk about budgets all the time. Uh, we've, we've had this discussion before, but to make a budget. And don't be discouraged by what you see, uh, because really, honestly, this is what we wanted to get at with this discussion, is it's not so much about how much you make. There are some people that make more money than you do, but you can do more with what you have if you steward it properly because some of the people that make more money than you are irresponsible with what they have so they don't have anything to show for it right so when you're irresponsible with what you have you're always trying to gimmick your way out uh, and you're always um, able to fall prey to certain things uh, we had a, a young man that we were talking to a short while back and 
he was talking about how he got scammed out of uh, some money on the internet. Uh, and so he was trying to buy uh, the latest gaming system. I don't know what it is. But he was trying to buy this latest gaming system. And the, the store that he wanted to go to was all sold out. So then he hops on the internet and starts looking for this gaming system. And, and, uh, and he said, I wanted to, I had to buy one. And I said, okay, cool. I, I don't have a problem with you wanting to buy it. But why didn't you just wait until the store had more gaming systems? No, everybody else was playing it. Everybody else was talking about it. Everybody else was enjoying it. Uh, and it was a status thing. Everybody that had it was getting the attention. Everybody that had it was, was showing it off and flaunting it. And I didn't want to be the last one to own it. So what I did is I hopped on the website and I found a guy that said he had 50 of them. And uh, even though he was charging $200 more than it was going to charge in the store, it was worth paying the extra $200 to get the gaming system so that I could play with everybody else, so that I could have the esteem that everyone else had, so that I could not be the last one to have it. And so it was worth the extra $200. So he said, hey, I paid the guy the money. He said, hey, look, I'm going to ship this to you. He, uh, he sent me a shipping label and said, hey, this is the shipping label. So he said, I'm holding on to this shipping label. Like, yes, I got the shipping label. And I pushed in. I sent him the money. So now I got a shipping label from whoever, UPS or whatever. And, uh, and he's got my money. And I'm, I'm satisfied because I seen the package. I saw him be, I saw him mail it. I saw the shipping label, so I'm Gucci, I'm good. So then, two days later, he said, let me check on this package. I thought it should be here. Goes to the website and it says, uh, invalid number. Invalid number? What you mean invalid number? Types it in again, invalid number. Tries to reach the guy, no emails, no phone number. Uh, you have been had, and thank you for your $200. And you just look back on it, it's a bad stewardship decision. And a lot of us have been placed in those positions where we're desperate. Uh, and we lack logic, we lack uh, maturity, uh, we lack sound judgment, uh, and we are impatient. Uh, and we're trying to purchase things to build our esteem uh, and to position ourselves to look as what we are not as opposed to just being accepting and excited about where we are and then we end up losing out money because we get swindled we get tricked uh, and because we're not good stewards we always have to wait for the deal of a lifetime and so when somebody offers us something and we say oh that's great i can buy this thousand uh, dollar purse for ten dollars wow thank you for thinking about me Thank you for this opportunity. Well, minus $10, minus $20, minus $30, minus $40. So God wants us to be better stewards, better managers, uh, wants us to build wealth, wants us to be more responsible with what he has already blessed us with. And I just believe that in this year, we can do that. And not necessarily just to close a gap. That would be great, Eugene. I love the idea. That would be great. Uh, but just for you, just start with you. You know, uh, not looking at a statistic. Just start with you. Look at your family. Uh, 
Ask God before you do things. Ask God before you jump. Ask God before you commit your family to something that you know you can't afford and that you may have doubt that they can take care of. <laughs> like, if you're doing that, that's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. And I want you guys to be thinking about that. Um, I was uh, talking to uh, a, a brother uh, a few months back, and he was talking about selling his home. And I said, well, brother, you you retired, man. Why are you going to sell your home? And he said, well, I looked at it. My, my kids don't want this home. Uh, and then he said, then I also looked at where I was strategically. I realized I was not going to be able to pay this house off. So I was going to pass my kids a house that wasn't paid off. And the kids don't want the house. <laughs> so why am I saving it? And why am I spending money trying to keep this house? I'm retired. I'm not supposed to live like this. I'm not supposed to be balling. I'm not supposed to be spending out the wazoo. And that's not it. And, you know, so let me sell this house and to do something different for myself now, uh, and then also maybe position myself to where I can sell this house, take the profit from this house, buy a house in cash, and then I can pass my kids a house that is paid for that they can use as a rental house, right? But then they can actually get some income out of. And it would be a lot easier for me to manage with the retirement money that I have since I was not able to pay this house off. We have to be thinking like that. Because if not, I mean, it's going to look good on paper and it'll impress everyone. But it won't be the thing that is the most responsible thing for you first and then for the next generation that is to follow. We want to help you learn how to prosper in this new year and to close the wealth gap. You can tweet at Johnny Ogletree, the number three, you can also message me on Facebook at Johnny Ogletree, the number three, and you can contact me on Instagram at PastorJDO3.